0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto.
1: What's up, what's up, everybody? This is Faraz. Zach is here, too. What's good, man? How you doing? Going Zach? on.
0: I'm doing good. You know, we got the trade deadline coming up. This is a big big episode.
1: <laughs> trade deadline is looming. Uh most leagues have it this week. So yeah. after week 11 in most leagues, and I would check your league settings to see when your you, you know when the last date to trade is? Uh, I know on Sleeper if you use the Sleeper app, like like when you as soon as you get go into your starting lineup, like there's like big letters and like there's mm-hmm. this big warnings and says like after this week <laughs> you cannot trade. Just just make sure. So check your league settings, uh, because a lot of trade deadlines are going to be done this week, and because of that, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Okay, this is going to be our last buy sell show of the season, which is crazy to say, right? Yeah. We're going into week eleven. We're already right? here. <laughs> um we'm doing a podcast every day Monday through Friday and crazy Zach yeah. is a f- Zach is going to c- c- can I tell the people Zach yeah. is a full-time student like full-time <laughs> like so full-time that I can never get a hold of him okay yeah <laughs> and I also have a full-time job uh that's like on, I was gonna say a full-time job on the side on right? the side <laughs> uh which is pretty much where it is I spend all of my time on upper hand yeah but I'll say this we did pretty well, man. You
0: know, just I, for, for one good. of these segments
1: yeah. to, to be ending for the season. Like we're already like at that point, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But, I
0: can't believe it. <laughs>
1: unbelievable. Um, so, you know, nice job. But I, I, the, the reason why I bring that up is because, you know, this, this week we're going to be doing things differently. We're just going to, we have a few main guys that we were looking to buy and sell, but there's also a bunch of guys that like, you know, I want to throw a bunch of players out there. Right. Yeah. and, you know kind of get some feelers in terms of like are we buying are we selling why is it a good idea what can we get for them? blah blah blah. we also want to answer some questions too uh some trade questions so if you're in the live here throw your questions into the chat uh there's no like dedicated time we'll be getting to them we'll be talking about a player done with that player we'll get to a question and we'll kind of of do it that way just keep it interactive as much as possible
0: All right. Sometimes, sometimes what happens is someone will ask a question about a player and we'll be like, "Well, that segues nicely in." We actually had that <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. even just on the other shows. That's true. So
1: yeah, and you never know. Maybe it'll just spark up an interesting player that we didn't think it. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Um, hope everyone got who they wanted on waivers last night. I know it was a crazy waiver wire night, right? Like there's, there was you know Paris Campbell was on waivers. Christian Watson was on, on waivers. Kadarius Tony. Uh, you know, did you get anybody like, I I know who you got or didn't get in our league. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to that, but like, did you get anybody in your other leagues that, that you wanted?
0: Uh, I didn't go big in other league, So, what happened is I'm doing pretty rough in my one other league. So I didn't really bother picking him up. <laughs> I let the other guys pick him up for a stretch run. Uh, so, I, I'm a nice guy like that. I'm, I'm not going to hamper anybody else's team. I like the problem is, I like my team in that league. I don't understand. It just keeps underperforming. But, you know, it is what it is. I got our league. I got the only guy I picked up was Trey McBride. I needed to address Dallas That's solid. Goddard.
1: That's solid. I mean, of how, course how much fab did you end up spending on, on McBride? You know you know i don't I, th- I, I didn't see it
0: it was in our league yeah i picked him up over you you put a ten dollar fab uh, i think bid on him i, I put, you know, I put you know why
1: i put ten right? yeah, dollars you know why i put ten dollars right yeah
0: that's all i had yeah that's all i had i picked him up for 30 because i had dallas goddard and trey mcbride i think has you know he could slide right in where zach Ertz was and i'd be okay with that I, of course as soon as dallas goddard starts putting up nice numbers he gets hurt you know but that, that's I, fine I,
1: I think you uh, putting $30 on McBride makes a lot of sense, right? Like you lost your, your tight end. So like yeah. you need somebody to step up for the course of the season. And to be honest with you, like, you know, he has some upside, right? That's you know That's why I he's, went for him, yeah. Yeah, that, and that makes sense because if you're trying to, you know, get over the hump and you're trying to make it to the playoffs and you're trying to have a difference maker at the tight end position, like who are you picking up? You know, I'm so saying like, yeah. you're not going to pick up, uh, you know, these random dudes in the waiver wire to make a difference. You're picking them up to like hold it down, but yeah. you know, you're hoping for a couple points from them, right? But like Trey McBride with the new op- opportunity in, in, on a team that runs a lot of plays and passes a lot, you know, could could turn out pretty good.
0: Yeah, I was between. Picking up Trey McBride or rolling with Hayden Hurst, right out of my bench already. And I was like, exactly. I don't want to. Do that's that. exactly
1: the player I was thinking about when I said that. You know, yeah. he doesn't offer that much upside.
0: No, know? but 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 with Trey McBride, I was looking at originally. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I put thirteen dollars down for Fab on him, and I was like, you know what? I haven't spent hardly any of my Fab at all this season, and I need to get a player to replace Dallas Goddard. Like, you know, just go, go do it. Like, if you're in a similar situation, if you're sitting on a bunch of Fab, what are you waiting for? You know, I, yeah. I don't, you're not going to have much else. You have to make the push into the playoffs. Once you're in the dance, you're fine. You know, you can make decisions and deal with problems as they arise. But in order to get there to the playoffs, you know, sometimes you got to make these decisions. And I don't know. We'll see I, how I, that works out for me. I would have result.
1: assumed, well, listen, I would have assumed people would have bid more on, yeah. on him, you know, because Goddard was lost too. There was a couple of tight ends who got hurt this past week. So, you know, there's not a lot of good tight ends out there right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Um, we, we already got a ton of questions in the chat, uh, and we'll get to them, you know, uh, but let's, Mm -hmm. let's get into a couple of these buys and sells that we have going on, uh, real quick, before I go into these buys and sells, uh, what news should we be covering? Um, number one, Dallas Goddard, he's going to be out for the immediate future for at least several weeks, uh, with that shoulder injury. It happened on that face mask play that we were talking about in yesterday's episode. Um, So that's a shoulder injury. He'll be out for a little bit. Jack Stoll probably is like his backup, but you're not really going to be interested in him. You know, I think what's going to happen now is that the targets are going to be less distributed between AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. So Devontae Smith to me gets a big upgrade here.
0: Yeah. I I was thinking about making him a buy, but I thought that one was a little obvious. Um, But yeah, you could definitely go after him, maybe. He's the primary beneficiary. Like you said, Jack Stoll, who? I'm not going to rely yeah. on Jalen Hurts be thrown to him, you know, in yeah. difference-making games. You know, it's it's going to be the receivers that they have. They went out, they got Devontae Smith. They spent a first-round pick on him, and they spent a first-round pick essentially on AJ Brown. They're going to be thrown to them over Jack Stahl, who I don't even know how he got in the league, and I don't want to, you know, minimize <laughs> his story. Maybe he can, maybe he has some great story, but I don't know how he got in the league or if he, how how he's doing on the Eagles. I, I don't think that he's not going to be a fantasy contributor down the stretch.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I think buying Devonta Smith could be an option if you're in in need of a wide receiver. Because sometimes what ends up happening is that yes, you know that a, a wide receiver is going to get an upgrade with Dallas Goddard, but what's unknown is how much of an upgrade. Yeah. Right. And the upgrade might be you know underrated, mm-hmm. right? And I think Devonta Smith is such a good wide receiver. We've seen it this year, where when he's targeted, he does his thing. Now a lot of his receptions have been short ones lately, yeah. um. So that's something to think about. However you know, with Dallas Goddard out, you know, they're gonna be wanting to make some plays downfield outside of just targeting AJ Brown. Um so I, I can I can see Devontae Smith, you know, becoming uh a high end wide receiver too at his ceiling. Right. Yeah. Not saying that would happen, but I can see him being a solid wide receiver too as well, you know, on an every week basis moving yeah. forward. Because over the last couple of weeks, Jalen Hurts has really, really been favoring Dallas Goddard in the passing game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we know the type of talent that Devontae Smith is. We're not saying that he's not talented. You can't do it. Um, It's just the way the offense runs. Maybe the Eagles, now that they don't have Dallas Goddard, maybe they start leaning a little bit more on the run. We've seen them do that well before. Um, Obviously, they've become more pass-first with the way Jalen Hurts has been playing. But maybe they start to lean on that run a little bit more. Um, That could potentially hurt Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But I don't think it's going to be that big a difference. You know, Dallas Goddard, he's one of many weapons in Philly. So if you lose one, I think – Unless somebody else goes down, like you said, the target distribution is just going to get tighter, which might result in better performances for the other guys around. Kyler
1: Murray, he could miss another week or so, according to Jeremy Fowler. It is a hamstring injury, so kind of makes sense that he would miss another week. Um, So if you were expecting to play Kyler Murray, just stream whoever you were streaming last week. I streamed Daniel Jones in a league. That worked out. I'm streaming him again this week because they're going up against the Lions. Yeah. So make sure you pick, pick up another quarterback. We're going to be going over our quarterback rankings uh, pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Something's flickering
0: in here. <laughs> I um, no, I didn't see that.
1: Is it just my – maybe it's just me. It, I don't maybe. know. I can't, I I can't know. Tell.
0: But you say about Daniel Jones being a streamer, <laughs> I picked up Colt McCoy last minute, and he, he wasn't that bad. I mean, it was the Rams that they were playing against, but he put up 14 points. I'm okay with that in relief for Kyler Murray. It's only like Dude. five less points than what Murray would have given you. I would
1: have been ecstatic. If I if, because if, you're expecting like five points, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just starting Colt McCoy. So if you gave me 14, dude, I'll be like hell yeah.
0: Well, that's why that's where it was because I, <laughs> I they said that Kyler Murray was a game time decision. I had him in my lineup up until you know game time, and they came out and said that he wasn't playing. I'm like okay, time to go to the waiver wire. The only guy there was Colt McCoy. There were literally no starting quarterbacks left on the wire. It's just like you had to go with Colt McCoy, and he did fine. So. If you picked up Colt McCoy, good for you. You know, keep him just in case you don't have any better options, you might be in a similar situation.
1: Yeah, him doing that two, two times in a row. Good luck. Good luck. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh it looks like Taylor Heineke might keep the job, uh, you know, even when Carson Wentz is healthy. Um, you know, that you know, this really you know affects guys like you know, Terry McLaurin, right? Because you know, this kind of segues into this episode too. Like even though we're going to be going back to the news in a second. So we'll be, <laughs> we'll be finding a way to segue back into it. But, yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Tyler McLaurin, you know, has been hyper-targeted by Taylor Heineke, and he's put up some big, big numbers. He's a high-end wide receiver, too, you know, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Um, but Carson Wentz, you know, spread the ball a lot more. Curtis Samuel is getting a lot more targets. Uh, Jahan Dotson was getting more targets. So if they do end up going back to Carson Wentz, you know, I would look for a way to sell, you um, Terry McLaurin. Now, there's a chance that Carson Wentz comes in, he shits the bed, they go back to Taylor Heineke, right? Because remember, the only reason why they brought in Heineke is because Wentz got hurt, right? Yeah. Um, And that's why they bought him. It wasn't a benching. So if they make that decision right now, then they are benching Carson Wentz. So keep that in mind for Terry McLaurin because right now his price is, his value is so elevated and, you know, yeah. very like, it's valid, right? Because he's that good of a receiver. And this should be happening to him. However, Carson Wentz, when he comes in, might not be targeting him as much. We saw what his value was like in the first few weeks of the season before Heineke came in. It was not good. You you were thinking about benching him, right? Yeah. Um, so going forward, you know, just keep that in mind. You know, um, I know you can't trade after this week, but if Heineke's a starter this week, I guess I'm holding on to McLaurin.
0: I would. Taylor Heineke deserves a start. The way that he plays, they've had him around in Washington for a while, and he's obviously conducting the offense a lot better than Carson Wentz was. Um, maybe Carson Wentz distributes the ball better. That might be true. But he doesn't throw very much Terry McLaurin at all. And that's it's been night and day with, Terry, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. I think that the way the offense is playing, they're going to keep rolling with Taylor Heineke. My bet would be that Terry McLaurin continues to be relevant down the stretch because of him. Um, we've seen this every time Taylor Heineke comes into play, that he hyper-targets Terry McLaurin. Whether he's open or not, it doesn't matter. And that sometimes results in interceptions, and sometimes that results in Terry McLaurin doing his thing. But Taylor Heineke is the good news for Terry McLaurin owners. Uh, Carson Wentz coming back in is is not good news. Um, no. Taylor Heineke should be playing this week. I, I'd expect him to continue playing. That's my assessment.
1: Jerry Judy surprisingly has a chance to play in week 11. The way that it was looking like it went like when if, you, if you're watching the games, if you're watching red zone, if you're watching the Broncos game, it went from, oh, no, he tore his Achilles to all the way now to like he might play this week, which yeah. is <laughs> unbelievable. And it's amazing. Good for Jerry Judy. You mm-hmm. know, that would have been devastating news for him. I mean, he's had some injury riddled seasons. Like, obviously, last year he had the high ankle sprain, you know, that really derailed his season. So good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Hopefully he can play. Um, but if he can't, you know, if he can't play, you you'd probably have Cortland Sutton as somebody that you could potentially throw in your lineup. Yeah. But let's get, let's talk about it, man. Like, let's yeah. talk about Courtland Sutton real quick. We can talk about all this stuff at once. Who cares? <laughs> Courtland Sutton, like, what are you doing with him right now? Are you, are you cutting him? Are you keeping him? He's hardly been playable when Judy has been on the field. Yeah. So what do you, What do you want to do with with Cortland Sutton if you have him before the trade deadline's up?
0: You can't keep him, and obviously, not only you're not only going to be unable to move off of him because of the trade deadline, but you're also going to be unable to move. You were unable to move off of him before just this little blip, you know, on on the radar. Cortland Sutton might be sellable now. You know, when you look at it the way that. He, Things went, he had a decent stat line and just, you know, the Broncos offense is a bit of a wasteland, but Cortland Sutton, he had that one catch. He looked decent. You know, he's catching the ball. He got 11 targets. Suddenly he might be a sellable asset where before he was not. And obviously after this week, if this is a deadline, you're not going to be able to move him again. This is your last chance to just potentially move off of Cortland Sutton, you know, without just outright dropping him. And that's where I think the value comes in because you might, end up having to drop him if you don't try to move him in a trade. He's not going to be able to move be moved individually. He's going to be an add-on to whatever trade you're trying to do. But before, if you put Cortland Sutton before Sunday, this past Sunday, if you put Cortland Sutton in a deal, people are going to be like, no. That's not anything. It doesn't add anything to the trade. Now it's like, okay, maybe Jared Judy doesn't play this week. Maybe we have a week or two of him you know, getting some decent targets, having a nice floor in this offense. And remember that the Broncos have two pretty favorable matchups on deck. They got the Raiders next week and the Panthers the week after that. So you can kind of make that a selling point if you want. So for me, it's not, this is a slam dunk trade option. You know, I'm going to get off him while his value is high. His value is not that high. It's not high at all, but it might be high enough to the point where he's not just, you know, a crumb in terms of value um, on the side of, you know, we we talk about main dishes, main main hose, that kind of thing, side hose, you know, any type of discussion that you want to have about how you classify parts of a trade, elements of a trade, you know, he's no longer just a He actually has a little bit of fantasy-relevant value now with Jerry Judy being questionable. If Jerry Judy comes back and plays this week, you're kind of screwed. But if Jerry Judy is questionable through this week and you can get a trade-off in time for Cortland Sutton, you can get your hands off of him and maybe get something back where after this week you're kind of stuck with him.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, and Bailey's asking the right questions. It's like, who are you moving Sutton for? And like like Zach said, you're not going to move him for one-for-one for, one for a player that you can go ahead and start. Like, no one's yeah. going to do that, right? But what you can do is you can make slight upgrades, right? Like, for mm-hmm. example, I have Miles Sanders. My trade partner has Damian Pierce. And, you know, he also has no wide receivers. Like, no, but, like he has one wide receiver that he can trust. Outside of that, it's brutal. Yeah, They're going to be desperate for wide receivers. They're going to be desperate for upside. When you saw what Cortland Sutton was doing early in the year, there's a glimmer of hope there, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe you can move Miles Sanders with Cortland Sutton for Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce has also been underperforming, right? Yeah. You know, and he's something like that—a a, a a slight upgrade that makes it better for you, a lot better for you in your eyes, but maybe for the person that has that player, maybe it's just a small downgrade for them at running yeah. back. You know. Yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. And speaking of Damian Pierce, you know, he's somebody that I'm looking looking to buy right now. You know, he and i talked about it for a couple of weeks or for you know for the past two weeks at least. He's past his bye week right now, which means that you're going to be able to play him all throughout until the playoffs. So if you're looking for somebody to help you out, you're trying to make that playoff run, Damian Pierce is somebody that you can buy right now because his value is suppressed a little bit. He hasn't scored a touchdown since his bye four weeks ago. Um, And, like, his role is intact. They just signed Eno Benjamin, right? So, like, everybody who has Damian Pierce, like, 1% of them at least is like, hmm, like, what's that about? Like, is he going to have a role? Like, I don't think so. Like, not at all. So, like, you know... I think those touchdowns are going to come for him even on a bad offense. We saw them, you know, there, you know, earlier before his buy. And he has a better role now than he did before his buy because he's getting worked in in the two-minute offense. Um, So there's going to be games where he's going to blow up, and I want to get him now before he does. He plays a role, and he's talented enough where he could be a low-end RB1. But right now he's being valued as like a solid RB2. So – He's somebody that I'm looking to buy right now. Uh, you know, with a lot of these guys we're talking about selling, you can potentially package them up to get Damian Pierce.
0: Yeah, you know my gripes with Damian Pierce, and it's mainly the offense that, you know, makes me upset. You know, you talk about him not scoring a touchdown since his buy in week six, and that makes sense. I hear what you're saying. For Just for me, you know, obviously I'm not looking to buy Damian Pierce. I'd be actually looking to sell Damian Pierce because of the value, but that's just my opinion. We've talked about this a couple of times. But as the Damian Pierce, you know, s- seller, I can tell you this. I'm not worried about them signing, you know, Benjamin. And I know you said that the same thing. If, you know, Benjamin's going to take snaps from anybody, it's going to be Rex Burkhead. This is the Texans trying to get younger. You know, they, they have Rex Burkhead as their pass catching back. But, you know, Benjamin's going to be, you know, a lot younger, a lot more dynamic. Obviously, Rex Burkhead can get it done, but he's not going to be chipping into Damian Pierce's workload. Damian Pierce is clearly the guy. Um, Damian Pierce, his underproduction hasn't been his fault. It's just the way the offense has played. And that's my problem. The offense isn't going to suddenly get better. The rest of the way so I, I'm tempering expectations still with Damian Pierce he can do his thing obviously because he's talented but I, I just don't think that the touchdown upside there is there enough for me to rank him as like an RB1 rest of the season even a low end RB1 I don't think he meets that criteria for me just yet the way the offense is playing the touchdown upside isn't there um so I, I'm okay gonna, if, you, if you go buy him low I, I wouldn't overpay for it
1: we're gonna play we're gonna play this game a few times in this podcast this episode we're gonna play who would you rather have? OK, right. Um, so let, let's let, let's do it for Damian Pierce. OK, we obviously know all the high end running backs. Uh, who would you rather have? Damian Pierce or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Me too. Who would yeah. you rather have? Damian Pierce or Ramondre Stevenson?
0: Ramondre Stevenson.
1: Me too. Who would you rather have? Damian Pierce or Aaron Jones? Damian Pierce. Me too. So that that puts him right there where <laughs> like around that low end RB1 spot. Um, Who would you rather have? Him or Fournette? Damian Pierce or Fournette?
0: The way Fournette's been playing, I want, I want Pierce. Earlier, yeah. if you asked me this question four weeks ago, I would have said Fournette. But yeah. You know, obviously, who would you rather Einstein have
1: 25. uh Kenneth Walker? We both rather have Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Who would you rather have him or Etienne? Rather be Etienne.
0: Etienne. Mm-hmm.
1: Um who would you rather have? Him or Jonathan Taylor?
0: Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Um Do you who would you
1: rather <laughs> have him or Miles <laughs> Sanders? No, I don't. I don't. Damien Pierce.
0: Over Miles Sanders. If you yeah. if
1: you asked me if you asked me two weeks ago, I would have said Jonathan I would have said uh
0: Damian Pierce. Pierce. Over mm. Jonathan Taylor, not anymore. Um, I, I had hope in Jonathan Taylor this whole time. I told yeah. you, you know, he will get back to what he's doing. And we kind of saw it this week. If he continues, you know, that that would be really nice to see because it, this it, is it's the cool. trend we've seen.
1: You know, I have a league where I, I traded for Jonathan Taylor like two or three weeks ago, and yeah. I got him at a good deal. And I have Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne, and when I see those three running backs together in that, that lineup, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, wow, like how did this happen? You open you know, it, was like the, it was like the 101 and the 102 in yep. in this year's drafts. Like I have them on the same team. And, and we'll talk about Jonathan Taylor in a second. Okay, mm. And we can talk about him next. But real quickly, I'm just looking at any other guys. Okay, who would you rather have, Jeff Wilson or Damian Pierce?
0: Damian Pierce. His role is so much more locked in. I know Jeff oh, Wilson. Jeff Wilson's there, and he, he looks good okay. in Miami, but... He's just not so. Uh, the work it,
1: out of all the guys that we mentioned, who'd you rather have, Damian, uh, Damian Pierce, or Devin Singletary?
0: Oh, Damian Pierce by a mile. Okay,
1: so mile. I, I, I think we mentioned enough running backs to where you can potentially upgrade some of the running backs that we just mentioned that we prefer Damian Pierce over. You know what I'm saying? So we could, mm-hmm. you could have that running back that you that we didn't like as much as Damian Pierce, plus another piece that you don't really care that much about to upgrade to Damian Pierce, grab one of your bench players, put him in your flex, or grab someone off the waiver of wire, put him in your flex, whatever. I'm sure you guys have guys in your bench that you can throw in your flex if you have to. That's yeah. how I would play it. That's how i will play it with Damian Pierce. Um, okay, let's get back to the news. <laughs> 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 I had to go. So I, I, I kind of like how we're doing this. Um, yeah. The Bengals are hopeful Jamar Chase will return in week 12. So there's a good chance. If that happens... Like, if you bought, if you bought Jamar Chase cheap, like, you're, you're happy, right? Because, you know, who knew what this situation was going to look like, you know, if he was back or not. The good news for me is, like, he played really well, you know, in that game when he got hurt, you know, and, like, you know, I think this was more of a precautionary thing to, like, not derail his career, you know, type of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I think that, you know, that's great news that he, if he's able to come back, that'll be amazing. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I know Christian Watson. A couple people were, were concerned about an ankle injury on Monday. He he participated in full uh, on Tuesday, so don't worry about that ankle. He's good to go this Thursday. Uh, a lot of people asked about Randall Cobb. Will he make an impact on Christian Watson? No. Um, like don't nah. don't make that decision. Don't I mean, overthink start decisions it. Decisions based on Randall Cobb. I'm starting Christian Watson as like a wide receiver three this week.
0: Remember uh, that Aaron Rodgers yeah. was adamant about having Alan Lazard on the team. What's he doing? And we know that Randall Cobb and Aaron Aaron Rodgers have a bit of a connection from way back in yesteryear, but don't worry about that. You know, Christian Watson's the most dynamic receiver there. Don't overthink it.
1: Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris is dealing with a little bit of a knee discomfort. Um, That's interesting. Uh, It doesn't seem like it's going to cost him to miss any time, Uh, but, you know, Jalen Warren is going to stay involved this
0: entire time. 2400 Sports is an odyssey company.